But the mines have been there since ancient times. Like pharaohs and people mined copper out of there. Same with uh, the with King David and those people. And they stopped using them, I think, in the Middle Ages. And then they, the Israelis got the copper production back up after they became a country. But they stopped production there in the 80s. So it's a limited supply. Was that the King David that liked to watch ladies bathing? From yes. The, roof? The, the very same one. Yeah. The uh-huh. Same. That, that led same. him to being denied to build the temple. Because uh, God was like, oh, <laughs> no, I was going to let you do that, but yeah. you did have a guy killed so you could marry his wife. So and that ain't I'm cool. not judging you, but I'm kind of judging you. So you can't just build a project now. I'm going to let your son do that. That's your punishment, man. I like the idea of God being like, not here to judge, but. (laughs) (laughs) I can't can't go forward with this project, bro. (laughs) Not to be an asshole, but I'm going to need you to not covet. Hello and welcome back to RTFB, our book slash movie club podcast. This is Travis and today Chris, other Chris and I are presenting a one-shot episode about the recently released sequel to The Shining, Dr. Sleep. We'll be touching on the book and movie versions of both The Shining and Dr. Sleep and spoiling all of them rather heavily. So if you were on the fence about seeing Dr. Sleep and were waiting for our reaction to help make up your mind, let me skip ahead and say that all three of us generally recommend it. So feel free to pause this and come back for a deeper discussion once you're spoiler immune. Once you're ready, we'll get into it straight away. So did we all see this movie? Yes, I saw it. I I saw it earlier today. Nice. Excellent, we've all seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Were you Perfect. guys the, the only ones in the theater? Uh, No, there was, a, there was a couple who sat in front of me who looked like they were about 60. Uh-huh. So. Mine was about half full. Really? Yeah. Mine wasn't, but I went on a Wednesday afternoon. And this is this is like a week on too. Yeah. So I am literally shocked, literally yeah. shocked, because <laughs> it wasn't that full when we went, and that was you know like opening night. So wow. Of course, we went kind of kind of early in the afternoon because yeah, we're lame and old. So I know they talked about last week. They actually expected it to be the number one movie for last for its opening weekend but something else beat it so it's like number two yeah something else bought beat it and i forget what it yeah. is but yeah me too sure was something yeah i really liked it <laughs> i enjoyed it <laughs> i had just watched the shining the night before so it was all very relevant yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but which shining though like the the kubrick, the kubrick movie shining, one yeah or the wings one the Kubrick movie, <laughs> the Kubrick movie that the vast majority of Americans are familiar with, and that they borrowed from in this movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they put little moments in for us. Yeah. Sure Although I'm did. curious to see the Wings one because <laughs> supposedly Stephen King uh, was much more of a fan of that because he helped get it made or something because he yeah. didn't like what Kubrick did. I think but... he just liked that they stuck closer to the story. Yeah. Because that's literally the only thing you could stand up as any better, right? <laughs> it looks kind of shit tastic to me, mm-hmm. so. But it's but it's got the guy from Wings. I mean, yeah. fair point. 
Yeah. <laughs> but the I'd other one has the guy Jack from Nicholson Batman. <laughs> it's from Batman. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. <laughs> the potentially the potential secret father of Christian Slater, in my opinion. <laughs> what? <laughs> they look kind of similar and they sound the that's, same. That's that's just homage uh, or rip off yeah. or something. A long running joke for me. They should have gotten Christian Slater to be not Jack Nicholson in Doctor Sleep. To be Danny. <laughs> no. Danny Torrance. Whoever they got to be the bartender guy. Oh, to try to be uh, Jack. Yeah, like I was legitimately yeah, confused. He's like, you have me confused with someone else. I'm like, you, he literally does. Like, yeah. no, he kind of, <laughs> definitely guy, not. They the made same him guy. look a tiny bit like Jack Nicholson, but Jack Nicholson's like 85 now or something a like that. Very, you can have him in there. Very tiny bit. Yeah. Very tiny. I like the uh, probably the makeup effects work they did to give him the same receding hairline. <laughs> so and the music. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm like that's the yeah. music that was in the movie I watched last night. Oh my god! Like, yeah, I, I smiled a little bit when I heard it. My brain yeah. remembers that. Yeah. <laughs> they did the same pass over the lake. I even liked that the doctor's office that uh for. The guy who leads the AA meeting yeah, is the yeah, same office yeah. as the one from the first movie. Yeah, I even though it's a different too. location, but yeah. like, they did it, they rebuilt it and made it so, an office. So, can we talk about that for just a minute? Like, what, what, what the fuck was the point of that? Aside from just being like, it's "Hey guys, service. remember?" Like, we, yeah, it's we made service. a shot that looks exactly looks ex- like the one from the exactly same movie. The same. But then it's like, if you never read the source material, hey, guess what? Surprise! We recreated the hotel. Uh-huh. So, wait a minute. Then how can the doctor's office be the same <laughs> office as the resort manager at well, the hotel that you had thing, in the movie? It's a good thing that at the end, when they were going back to wake it up, they didn't go in there. Because I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> right. Look, there's whoa. two? <laughs> <laughs> whoa. What? <laughs> I mean, offices are all kind of the same. One in New there's, Hampshire. There's like a desk Colorado. and there's like a door on one side. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, maybe a window. Yeah, but not that uh, thing. Come on. There's some like books. The filing... The in and out Files. folders, yeah, stacked with the American flag. No. Yep, totally. That that one lady in that one documentary said was supposed to be an impromptu penis. Mm. Wait, what? <laughs> I yes. didn't watch that documentary. Did you? Did you ever see Room Two Thirty Seven? I did, and I don't remember that. So <laughs> I started watching <laughs> that because I'm like, well, maybe I'll learn some, something about this movie. And what I learned was. If you give people long enough to think about things, they're going to come up with whatever they want to. Oh, yeah. And justify totally. it however they want. And one of the things was like, it's just a great they scene had... in the interview because he doesn't like that guy. He thinks he's a prick. And then he's going back to his desk has to kind of lean over a little. Mm-hmm. And for a second, the shot looks like one of those filing folders is his dick. His <laughs> weird, blocky, plastic dick. I totally right. missed that. Yeah, but I guess after almost forty years, there's plenty of time to notice these things. Yeah, because I don't think it's supposed to be a thing. No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. I just think they were freeze framing too much through it. But <laughs> it is an interesting documentary, just because there's so much purposeful imagery in the first movie that people could make up a lot of theories. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get to the point where, like, they have all gone insane. Like, yep. they thought yep. about this too long. Yep. Yep. It's the curse. It is the curse. <laughs> uh, so, have either of you ever read the book, The Shining? Nope. No, no. Oh man, I probably won't. 
Probably won't. <clears throat> Probably won't. Yeah. But you never know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't read a lot of Stephen King stuff. I see a lot of movie adaptations <laughs> of his work, but I yeah. don't read his originals. You know, it's probably fine. <laughs> it's probably fine if you don't, but... Well, except for one I read in seventh grade. Yeah. But that was a small one. That was like... That was thinner. It was the movie thinner, or the book was thinner? The book thinner. <laughs> that they made the movie about. Yeah, where the guy but it's first. Like, it's only like that big. It's Because it was a short story or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I read it for a book report. It's like a satirical... So I think the movie... I think the movie came out that year. A satirical take on his editors being like, could you make less stuff, please? Like, could you make it thinner? Right. Right. Okay. Make this book smaller. <laughs> Just love literally make it smaller. But it's just about a gypsy curse. <laughs> yeah. And a guy who wastes away. Yeah. What could you do? <laughs> yeah. Um. So I haven't read like a million Stephen King books. But I have read The Shining, and it's probably my favorite one so far that I've read of his. Because it's okay. um more constrained, I guess. Like it's still super long because all of his books are like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I think I could justify why he's upset that like the movie neglected a whole bunch of the stuff mm-hmm. in the book, and the movie was still really great. And the book can be its own thing, but yeah, I'm a... sure there's probably a lot of good, interesting backstories on all the ghosts. Yeah, and that we definitely like, don't get in the movie. There's even kind of a question to me whether they are in fact actual ghosts, mm-hmm. or if like the the space that the hotel's on it just like amplifies the kid's psychic powers, and he's like to well, such a level like he's to. not just yeah like hearing or seeing stuff, but like he's actually manifesting them like through right. the lens of the the space. Which could be exactly what's happening, since we know from mm-hmm. Blackman Ghost that it was all they were all just like pictures for him, which makes sense if they're just kind of mm-hmm. psychic remnant memories right. that are then amplified by your, your your shine. Like he wasn't shiny enough to really manifest it that way, but right for the kid it was. But um, there's a lot of stuff that they didn't really delve into in the movie that I liked a lot in the uh, Shining book, like. Uh, just the whole idea of like sins of the past being revisited on the present, like the whole hotel mm-hmm. with its ghosts and violent deaths and stuff was just a uh, symbol for the, the violent family abuse history, parental abuse history in Danny's family. So like there's a okay. lot of backstory um, about his grandpa abusing his dad and then his dad becoming an alcoholic Mm-hmm. And abusing him, and so like not being able to escape from, you know, that cycle, that kind of a cycle. Oh. And the same thing with the Overlook Hotel, like trapping those violent acts, keep coming mm-hmm. revisit them, and just the uh, physical abuse and like substance abuse being something that they inherit. Um, and then like interesting. Uh, there's like an interesting couple of sub stories kind of stand in for the the greater story as a whole there's like a scene where when they first get the hotel his dad goes and like pulls down all these wasp nests mm-hmm. and then like gasses them so that he can give them to his kid as like a, a souvenir or something it's like well i had one of these when i was a kid it was so cool because it was like papery and like you could open it up and look inside 
Hmm. And even though he's sure that he killed all those wasps, then like the first night it's in there, the wasps come back and sting the fuck out of Danny. Oh. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, I was pretty sure everything was safe, but then sleeping stuff woke up and still got him anyway, so. Mm. Mm-hmm. Stand in for his interesting his uh his violence towards him. It's like the whole reason. I mean, I think they do talk about it in the movie, but the whole reason he has to take the job at the hotel is because he lost his job for like beating a student. Oh, who pissed him off for like yeah, doing wrong if... one time? I don't Jeez. recall them mentioning that in the movie, but no. that would make sense. And uh, like breaking Danny's arm one time when he was trying to correct they, yeah. him because he was they talking about his, that his writing. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one they talked about. Yeah, they kind of hint at it anyway. Right. So it's like, it's it's totally fine, though. Like, it's not going to happen ever again. Mm-hmm. And then the other big one that I think um, was the one that Stephen King was most pissed off about was the whole boiler story. Like, the boiler is mentioned in the movie The Shining, but in the book there's, like, constant callbacks to it being like, you have to go back and release the pressure on it because it's a steam boiler. If you don't dump the gas every or the steam every once in a while, then it's going to blow up. And in fact, mm. it does blow up at the end. So, it does, and blows the whole thing straight to hell. So mm-hmm. that's how you knew right away in this movie that this was going to be a sequel to the movie and not the book. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also thought the book had a lot of really good, um, like child innocence type horror situations where it wasn't really clear that okay yeah there's a ghost lady in the tub and she's gonna come out and you're gonna see her weird old bush (laughs) it was more like the kind of thing a kid is really terrified of like there's a uh, uh, fire hose in the corner then like for a second things looks like a snake and then he's like oh shit is it a snake and then it's a snake No, no, no it's a fire hose no and then it like falls down and he pisses his pants and runs away but that kind of stuff I thought is really effective from a child's perspective about the kind of things you might have been mm-hmm. afraid of when you were eight right not naked grannies like that'd be weird but maybe not your first thing <laughs> right. you'd be terrified of so so I feel like we have to talk about the Shining movie before we can talk about the Doctor Sleep movie probably yeah yeah um because, I mean, it's undeniably like a classic and really, really well made. And I think like we mentioned already, like meticulously constructed, like every scene is there yep. for a reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just a lot of really good stuff that you don't notice the first maybe two or three times. I was thinking of, uh, what's that guy's name? Dr. Plinkett. Like you didn't notice it, but your brain did. Mr. Plinkett, yeah, Mr. from the Red Letter Media. Yeah, that guy. Your brain yeah. did like just little tricks that when you first see it, it's easy to be like, "Well, okay." But then if you look back again, like the scene where Danny is riding his tricycle on the ground level, like you see him drive past his dad's table where he's typing, and you can yeah. see stairs up. And then he they don't cut away from him. He stays on flat land and goes around a couple of turns. And then he's back, and he's at the top of those stairs, and his dad is downstairs. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, I didn't notice a ramp or anything, but now he's over here, so it's all just very confusing. <laughs> like the whole right. of the hotel doesn't make any sense when you stop and think about it. Like that office yep. 
is like in the middle of the hotel and I guess it could have a window to the outside but it doesn't seem to fit anywhere like Mm -hmm. just stuff like that like TV's not being plugged in that people are watching and uh, props that change between cuts but not in a way that someone just left like their coffee cup there like (laughs) the guy's typewriter changes like color and brand like in between shots so yeah anyway what are your guys' impression of the Shining movie? I mean, it, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think of it as scary or anything, or is it just kind of... Uh, honestly, not really. Mm-hmm. There's a few scenes in it that I'm like, oh, God. Like, because of a <laughs> choice of ghosts, or it's like just appears, and there's like a weird sound. Mm-hmm. But uh, considering what I've heard about it my entire life, I expected it to be a lot scarier, mm-hmm. but I guess, you know, I mean, I guess it'd been pretty scary for 1980, or if I wasn't a person who watched a shit ton of horror movies, <laughs> yeah. like, a ton. Yeah. Like, I've noticed this, like, the last few years, all the horror movies I go to, I'm like, eh. I'm like, they're <laughs> fine, they've got some good, like, I kind of start reading, like, is the jump scares good? Because that's all that really gets me. The rest of it, I'm like, Okay. Yeah. It's a horror movie. I'm like, I don't really get scared with them. Like, I see them because I'm interested in the story and like, why is this place haunted and what's mm-hmm. the mythos behind the the haunting element and how are they going to deal with it and stuff like that. That's why I like the Conjuring series movies. Yeah, I think you know, and uh, the Insidious ones and stuff. But and I even watched it like late at night. I'm like, it's fine. It's it's a horror movie. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The only scenes that really got me was the uh, the lady going from in the tub from being a young lady to an old lady. That was kind of a little jumpy. Yeah. Like a surprise. Even though I knew it was going to come because I've seen it. Yeah. You, know, you hear it referenced all the time and shit. That was that got me a bit. Yep. And stuff like that, but you know, for the most part, no. I'm like, okay, it's got some weird music. Yeah. Which which makes it work. <laughs> right. But. I'm really just watching like some people's descend into madness as well right. along with it. Yep. So, and I really yep. expect there to be a lot more interaction from like all the various ghosts, not really just the guy who murdered his family, the previous one. Yeah. You know. Yep. So I don't know. Yep. But it's fine. I mean, it's a it's a good cinematic movie. It's artistic too. It's probably right. one of the more it's probably one of the more artfully made horror movies I've watched. Yeah. So, because Kubrick, I'll give him that. It's a very beautiful and well, I thought, well made movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That was my opinion. <laughs> Other Chris? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I would say it's more uh, thoughtful, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like the. I, I tend to find jump scares cheap. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, I don't actually appreciate that in a movie. Right. Um, so I, I even even if like a horror movie isn't necessarily scary, I guess like that's not really what I'm looking for. Right. Um, I I'd much prefer to like be made to think about something that's scary. I suppose. Uh-huh. And um, I don't know. Like I I guess uh, uh, the type of horror movie that would maybe. Uh, force you to see it from the character's perspective and like what would it be like to live through this stuff and some of like the the sort of really 
uh, horrifying things that can happen to you in your life. Right. I guess. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, like, uh, your dad going crazy and like picking up an ax or something like that's, that's, uh, that's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's definitely one of the most terrifying ideas in both the book and the movie is like your parents are your first fundamental trust structure that you're not supposed to have to think about right when you're that age whether are is dad going to flip out and try to murder me today or right or whatever yep. so like uh yeah i know when i was younger when that movie would come on tv it's like my dad would forbid me from watching it and he's like you might not be scared by the movie but the ideas are too much I'm like shouldn't shouldn't be watching that kind of stuff yeah but yeah i think it's less terrifying than or less jump scary and more like existentially terrifying if you stop and think about it right yeah and i'm gonna um join in on the opinion that jump scares are stupid no they usually are like if you hit me in the knee i will kick my leg (laughs) so if you play a loud noise after it's quiet i'm going to jump but and it might raise my uh beats per minute a little but Right. You unless a, unless you know just, how they make these movies and you're like, oh, it's been quiet for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. I bet something's coming. Yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, used to, to rate the quality by like it, knowing everything I know about horror movies and expecting them. Did you still manage to get me right. or not? And right. if you do, I'm like, good job. <laughs> <laughs> you managed to get me. Yeah. It's not easy to do anymore. Yeah. And, but yeah, they're not the, of course, the highest form of horror. Right. And they are kind of cheap, so. But. Right. Yeah. So, like, the um, the main departures I noted between the book and the movie, aside from, like, the hotel not blowing up, like, poor Scatman had to die in the movie. Like, he did get hit with an axe in the book, but he made it through, and, like, they help him escape and move to Florida. Mm-hmm. And they hang out for a while afterward, and, like, he's, like, his stand-in father figure after that. And, mm-hmm. uh... The movie doesn't really get into it nearly as much as the book, but there's more than just hints in the book that Danny's parents both have The Shining also. Mm. Like, they start to have their own visions even when they're alone about prior hotel guests and stuff like that, and that's why the hotel can kind of take over Jack Torrens. So... Mm. Um, and... uh the movie becomes at least at one point there's like a funhouse mirror version of a haunted house like there's one shot at the end we're like oh yeah it was it was ghosts all along so just so you know it was ghosts so <laughs> so anyway on to the movie we watched yeah doctor sleep doctor mm-hmm. sleep yeah so back in november of 2011 i went to a book talk that Stephen King was at because he was releasing that book about going back in time to try to save Kennedy from getting assassinated mm-hmm. that they made a Hulu TV show out of and he's mm-hmm. like I know where I will go I'll go to Dallas to talk about this so <laughs> I also went to go and hear him talk about that and was talking about this as a project he was working on but I guess he must have been pretty close to finishing it because it came the book came out in 2012 right mm-hmm. But he was like, people always come and ask me, like, what happened to that kid from The Shining? And I gotta <laughs> say, I never thought about it. Like, it didn't seem like this needed really to be revisited. So, uh, they did it anyway, though. 
Like they wrote a whole book yep. about it, and then they made a movie. So what were mm-hmm. y'all's impressions of the movie? I mean, I really liked it. I had a good time with it. I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. I didn't like. So I didn't know. I didn't read the book about it, so I had no idea. Like, especially the third act of it, like that they were going to go back to the hotel and crap. I just figured it'd be, hey, look, here he is in the future. Mm-hmm. Kind of was fine with the whole. Oh, he became an alcoholic because why the fuck wouldn't you? After <laughs> given family history and all the shit that happened yeah. to you. Yeah, and yep. but still, be... then makes a life for himself and finds this girl, and they have to go face up against some evil they didn't know existed. That in itself was, I'm like, okay, great, that's the movie. And like, <laughs> hey, surprise, guess what? We're gonna go back to the hotel too. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, okay, wow, that was a yeah. unexpected turn. I thought, which is really nice, you know. Yeah, if you hadn't seen the trailer, the second trailer at least, that mm-hmm. would have been a big twist. I did not see the same trailer, so I had no idea this was coming. That was probably smart. Yep. Other Chris, general impressions? I thought that it was uh, well made. Like Again, like back to attention to detail and mm-hmm. uh, um, using some of the f- same like framing as mm-hmm. Kubrick. Um, rebuilding the sets, like yeah. what, why? <laughs> um, yeah. Like... That that's a that's a lot of effort for for you know the third act of the movie and everything. Right. Um, some of the some of the visuals were really cool. Like uh, I I liked the uh, I don't know what you would call it like astral projection stuff that they did. Oh yeah, like, the like sort when, of out of body experience. Like stuff. when Rose was flying over to try to sneak into Abra's house. Yeah, yeah. That I was thought that cool. whole sequence was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, if, if I had to like gripe about anything in the movie, I guess, is that, uh, I never, I never felt like any stakes, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I thought, uh, main girl was like kind of OP actually. (laughs) Yep. Like I, I never felt that she was actually threatened by any of this. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she's she's going to take care of this. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. everything's going to be fine. So, like, I, I didn't feel, like, a huge amount of tension, I guess, for a lot of that stuff. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, overall, a uh, really solid movie. Uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah, so mm-hmm. if you thought that, um, A, that Abra was OP in the movie, like, she was Dark Phoenix in the book, like... Oh jeez. They toned it down a lot. Like some of the same wow. points were still there, but she was way more powerful in the book. And like like you said, there not being any stakes. Like what I commented on while I was reading it is like they did a really great job of like sort of starting to build the tension and then immediately canceling it out. Yeah. And like Rose was gonna go and fucking kill her, but then she made the mistake she'd later regret. I'm like, so who cares then? Like it'd yeah. be literally the next sentence or he'd be like yeah, and then Abra got captured, but then they were going to get her back. I'm like, okay, but why am I reading this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was frustrating. But, um, yeah, in general, I liked the movie. Um, I was kind of put out because the whole third act is completely different. Yeah. Well, not completely different, but like 90% different. Because, again, in the book, the hotel isn't even there. Right. So we can't exactly just go back and be like, well, okay. But, uh, yeah, overall, I was pleased with it. Like, it felt a little bit overlong at parts, 
But uh, mm. I I did like the mirrored scenes they had to the original. Like sometimes they were pretty cool. Sometimes yeah. they were a little weird. Like the the flight into the Overlook that was mirroring the opening of the first one. Except this time, right? Instead of being sunny in spring, it's nighttime and it's winter. Right. And uh, all the shots in the hedge maze I thought were really cool. Yeah. They did a great job making that look almost exactly the same. Yeah. And just Tub Lady in general. Like, <laughs> I don't know. She's supposed to be really scary. Like, she's like the the marquee ghost, I guess. Because that scene is, like, really effective in the first movie. But in this right. one, I don't know. She just, like, be, like, leaning over, like, <gasps> yeah. is there a buddy to join me? In the tub, yeah, she like, wanted someone to come scrub her back. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. by, by the end of it, she was definitely a joke. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like by that by that final scene or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely. Yeah. So I thought it was. I thought those parts were cool. Some of the odd stuff, like we talked about already, like his interview taking place in the same office as his dad's. Mm-hmm. I think is fine, although it put me in, like, but why? Right. Right. There's nothing else about this interview that has anything to do with the parallel to his dad's story, except they both had a job interview once. Mm-hmm. Um, the elevator bleeding for no reason. Mm-hmm. When Rose shows up, and she's like, hmm, well, whatever, and walks away. Like, oh, all right. Like, she's like, I kind of like this place. This looks like fun. Yeah. I love blood elevators. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just in general, like... Sometimes they would try to recreate the scene, like the tricycle ride. They got mm-hmm. a different kid to do the tricycle ride through the hotel, which, fine, great. Like, I'm okay with that. And, like, the lookalike actors that didn't really look anything like the people they're supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then there was the one part at the end where they were going up to the door where the axe had gone through, and then they just played the clip from the old movie, like... <laughs> it's one of the most iconic scenes in cinema history and they're like just so you remember that's yeah. the door with the axe and that's what right. it makes it's important when he sticks his head through kind of like his dad yeah did. you know like they had right? to Level they, had, they had to put it in there for for you know the the one percent of people that wouldn't get it i guess i guess apparently there was enough people that filled out a comment card after a screening <laughs> said like i don't know why this shot lingered on so long (laughs) like why are we looking at this door so much so my question to you is like should they have had him have a here's johnny moment like should he have updated it for like i don't know last week tonight or something like (laughs) what would he have said if he busted in i don't know something about have the roots playing in the background i don't know So I did like, though, in the movie, it seems like they picked up some of the ideas from the first book that never made it into the first movie. Like, the exploding boiler, like, they made that the way out of this movie. Yeah. Mm. And they put them in Florida in the beginning and all that kind of stuff, too. Yeah. To show life after. Yeah. And, like, I think we said before, like, picking up on the ideas, like, the hotel being, like, amplified by the kids shining. Yeah. So. um, I like that discussion. When he was like, you told me they were just like photos, just pictures. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's all they ever were for me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's like, apparently you have a better shine than I do, kiddo. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. That was also a difference I thought made more sense in the movie. Like, in the book, that dick is still alive. So he's just mm-hmm. kind of like there. And after the incident with Tub Lady, 
where Danny goes and pees in the sink, and so does his mom when she finds out what he's just talking about. I was like, oh, there's a ghost in there? Okay, I'm going in the sink also. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> she calls That would be my response. Never open the bathroom door again. <laughs> Never again. Never. Um, We're all taking sponge baths from the kitchen sink. <laughs> We're just out moved, the back door. We're moving now. <laughs> yeah. We just don't live here anymore. <laughs> um yeah, so I think it made more sense to have him just be dead and be like a ghost. Because, again, in the book, in the movie, there's this scene where he comes back at the uh, the convalescent home or whatever, the, the hospice, and he speaks through one of the people that is dying. And I thought that had been really confusing in the movie for him to be mm-hmm. talking to a different person, but it's supposed to be Dick. So mm-hmm. having him just be there and having that set up before, I thought, made sense as yeah. a good change. Mm. Especially after they'd already yeah. established a uh, a death sensing cat, yeah, which yeah. that does happen. I like that. I'm like, yeah, that actually happens in a lot of hospices. Azrael was the MVP of that movie, like definitely, <laughs> definitely. So yeah, I um at first first pass at it, like I didn't, I expected them to try a little bit more inventiveness with this the cinematography, and I guess they tried. There were a couple of scenes that I thought were really good, like like we mentioned the dream sequence where she's busting into her mm-hmm. head. But, yeah. And then a couple of like weird um gimbal shots where like they tilted the room and Yeah. Stuff when they were like uh they called it turning the world in the book, but they were joining their location. Mm-hmm. So it was mm-hmm. kinda neat. And like the way they yeah. shot all the the not vampire people, the true not. Mm-hmm. With like the weird predator eyes, I thought was kind of awesome. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. and uh, shiny eyes. And just in general, like them, like murdering baseball kid. Oh mm, man, that was really, really. Oh my god, really. I was, I was going to bring that up if no one else did. Yeah, I figured like, we'd get they, to it. They went for it, man. They sure did. They really did. They they tortured and killed a child in a movie because <laughs> it purifies the steam. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Didn't need to know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the part where I like, oh, I'm completely taken out of this movie. Cause I'm like, real kids like suffer they're... sometimes. And now I don't feel good. Like <laughs> <laughs> just him being like, you're not going to hurt me. Are you He's like, yeah, we told totally no, we are. are. Yeah. yeah. And then they it's did gonna hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to suck the essence out of you. Yeah. Sorry, kid. You shouldn't have been so good at baseball. <laughs> we never would have found you without it. Yep. No, it wasn't the baseball, Chris. It was his um, psychic ability. They would have picked up on it anyway. He was good at Maybe. baseball because he could figure out the pitch. He was like the yeah. Astros. He was reading. He was reading the pitchers' minds. Like he was the one stealing their dad signs. said. Yeah. It's like it's <laughs> like he's reading their minds. I'm like, he fucking is. <laughs> yes. He's like, Again, they they put that in for the benefit of like the one percent of people who weren't going to get it. Yep. Like, like somebody filled out a comment card. Like, I don't understand why they got him just because he's good at baseball. Like, okay, I guess we got to like <laughs> go back and you. explain this. Only the best of the best. Let's cut in a shot of another kid saying it's like he can read their minds. <laughs> Wink. Hey, audience. <laughs> he could read minds and stuff. Yep, this guy's good at baseball. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> like, is that the only reason, though? Yeah. Mm, so that that scene was very disturbing, and like, mm-hmm. I yes. I breezed past it in the book. I'm like, yep, 
that kid's dead, but <laughs> then you had to see it. Full credit it. to the kid actor for like really selling it, I guess. But oh yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> In contrast, though, the scene with um, I forget the lady's actual name, but the uh, the random bar skank that he hooks up with. In the very beginning, mm-hmm. and the uh, the kid with the mom, who had a kid who had a kid like that was way more depressing in the book because they talked a lot about how his like diaper was full, and oh, they still had cocaine yeah. out on the table that he was like, oh mm. candy, oh jeez, like, like oh, oh shit, no, <laughs> oh uh, neglected child, so just sorry, put uh... this kid na- next to his naked mom, and I'm gonna steal her yeah. money and go. Well, hey, she took his money to buy the coke. <laughs> Turnabout's fair play. Yeah, fair is fair, man. Like, except you're taking money from a baby. Whoops. He couldn't consent to that purchase of coke because he was totally drunk. Well, he used it, so clearly he could. <laughs> but you're right. Under current consent, he, he could. It was. You coke. can't consent if you're drunk. Coke rape. <laughs> <laughs> what I can't do. I, I, when I was reading the book, I kind of hated those scenes when he was being an alcoholic. Although I kind of wish they had spent more time on it in the movie, because he really did hit rock bottom pretty hard in the book. In the movie, I felt it was like five minutes worth of like, well, he's homeless, I guess. Yeah. So I hated it while I was reading it, but after I got through it, I was like, okay, this sets up his whole redemption story a lot better, mm-hmm. and gives it more of a driving force than just being shamed into it by his um, his one buddy. Right, being like you have to train that kid. Like now you're uh, you're Luke Skywalker and she's Ray, so now you got to train her. <laughs> yep. Even though you don't want to. Right. This is all movies now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, no, I'm Obi Wan Kenobi. Thank you, not Luke Skywalker. Oh snap. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the the breaking into the brain session. Uh, I liked the cameo by the uh, the R W, whatever. Yeah, Ruby. Yeah, yeah. Ruby. I don't know and... much about it, but I I know of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah the RWBY cameo, and then she turned into the girl from Lazy Town without any eyes. <laughs> oh, is that what that was? <laughs> I don't know okay. if that was supposed to be that. That's just who I thought of. I'm like, maybe she should be pretty cool. Like, I didn't think that was an anime character I was supposed to know, but in the uh. In the book, she turned into Daenerys Stormborn, but I guess the oh, wow. copyright situation what? wouldn't have that allowed that. That would have been that. way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> and a reference I would have understood. <laughs> so much more appreciated. <laughs> but I guess for a uh, hip, t- hip teenage person these days, I would be familiar with uh, some of that anime. Hip teenagers would be up on the anime? Hey, my niece is a hip teenager, teenager, and she's an amazing cosplayer, (laughs) and she knows all those animes. Okay, so fair enough. That's my thoughts on it. Yeah, it made made more sense in the book too, because like she had the same sort of like angry temper, like the the kill them all, like burn everything down type situation. Like (laughs) she did have a couple of lines where she's like, "I hope this hurts." When uh, Pro Daddy died. Yeah. yeah, in the book it was way more intense than that. She's like, I'm gonna fucking I will have kill to say, these all of those people deserved exactly what they got. <laughs> yeah, I had no remorse for them getting mowed down and dying in grisly ways because they deserved it. I 100 percent. After agree. seeing them murder baseball kid, I'm like, 
And I thought I didn't think it before, but after that I'm like, no, you all deserve to fucking die a horrible death. <laughs> so please, kill them very badly. Yeah. Yep. I would just say Rose basically having herself melted into, torn apart by ghosts at the end. Pretty good for her to go. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. That scene with Crow Daddy, though, like, uh, that's the scene when I was pinging you guys. I'm like, I don't know how they're going to handle this, because it seemed really uh, weird in the book, where he's like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use your power to, like, teleport into your brain, and then I'll be you, and you'll be in my brain, and then they can't get you, because I'm taking over your body. Like, very confusing to me in the book. But I thought they handled it really well in the movie, where they're just like... That, that yeah, actress if you want to try didn't... something, you have to trust me. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fine. That's really all they needed to do for me. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't explain yeah. it, just do it. And the the actress really pulled off his mannerisms well and like mm-hmm. just yeah. switching his eyes out for for a second. Yep. Like, I got I got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got it exactly. I just really love their dialogue. And I'm like, you're way overconfident because if you weren't, you'd be wearing your seatbelt right now. Work. And did you know Straight this? through the windshield. <laughs> she was wearing two seatbelts in that scene. I'm like, yep. this bitch is double safe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> more seatbelts is more safe. Yes, totally. They, Stands to reason. <laughs> they did something similar in the book for that scene where they tried to ambush the people. Um mm-hmm. Where she went into his brain and he went to the thing. But again, I thought that was very confusing and very well handled in the movie where she's like, well, she just kind of threw her voice there. Like, mm-hmm. she put it like a version of herself there and they tracked on that and then they got mowed down like, you know, like deer, like deer at a hunting stand or something. Yep. So, so that yep, part yep. was kind of cool. Um,. In general, like, the whole, like, walking back through the Overlook scene, like, it was kind of neat. Like, to other Chris's point, I liked the, the attention to detail and how mm-hmm. painstakingly they recreated that and made it look old and worn down still, so it was yeah, recognizable yeah. but changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's not a, the perfect comparison, but, like, I thought Ready Player One's, like, shining throwback sequence was a lot more fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they also went through a lot of details or recreation but i think it was all cg so yeah probably not nearly as difficult but i kept uh, thinking about that though when i was watching this i'm like yeah. ready player one yep yeah. <laughs> I, w- I wondered how many people were like i get this because of that other movie <laughs> probably a lot <laughs> at least of course was... like oh yeah yeah way more light-hearted but uh it did steal mm-hmm. some of the thunder from that for me because i'm like i just saw this like <laughs> that already happened. Yeah, so. I just went back to this hotel like a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, even though yeah, it wasn't in the book at all. Yeah, I did kind of think like, did they really have to walk through every single part of it? <laughs> yes. Like, I know, I know, you built all these sets, and it was like really expensive. Uh huh. But like, my question is, do you have to walk through every single one of them? They do. Yes, <laughs> sure do. And I wasn't mm-hmm. really paying attention at that point, but. I'm wondering, it'd be neat. Did they have Danny walk the route that he rode in his tricycle? Oh no, because he went into the kitchen and the do ballroom. That first. He doesn't do okay. that in the book or the movie. Because that would have been the way to do it to me. That would have been very smart. Walk through in the way he wrote it through yeah. the movie, like one loop and something, and then he can go to the other. Yeah, other rooms and shit. But 
He should have gotten a big wheel out, like an adult big Fucking wheel. Fucking A, yeah, they make them. <laughs> Just rode through it. <laughs> At least I've heard they do. I don't know if it's true, but if they do, I want one. That's how they should have handled those flashback scenes. <laughs> Just you and McGregor riding in a big giant wheel. big wheel. In overalls with a really bad 1980s haircut. Yep. Yeah. That would have been great. Come <laughs> <laughs> with us, Dad. Yeah, I wanted the scene from uh, the Teen Titans movie. Where they go back in time by doing cool stunts on a, on big wheels, like that's what I want. <laughs> gotta wake this bitch up, like fantastic. <laughs> gotta do radical tricks. Yep. So I feel like the movie they tried to tie it in more to like the whole like Castle Rock expanded like Stephen King averse. Mm. Like there was a line Did that they? that Dick had when he was like, "Hey, cause is a circle or whatever." I'm like, mm. never said that. What is Ka? like? the hell is that i think it's like trying into the the dark tower series in general yeah. like uh trying to make all this I stuff delve into that more yeah and uh i've only done half of the first book i did zero research into this but i'm like is this true not group like is this the first time we've heard of them like because i don't feel like they earned a lot of their as far as i know stances like super evil people that only danny torrance could take down like I'd never heard of them. Well, before. I guess it's. I got the feeling from kind of their own talking, like probably in the past there would have been a lot more of them. Yeah, and there would have been more people like Danny and the girl, because mm-hmm. a they're really great catches for their theme, but also they're really dangerous, mm-hmm. and that's to them. That's probably why there's not too many people with that level of power right. existing, anyways, because they cancel each other out. Right. But I kind of, especially the talk about, it, I get the distinct feeling that they're both much rarer these days because they talk about steam in general being yeah. less common and it's not as good. But yeah. I feel like five hundred years, a thousand years ago, it would have been a lot different. Right. Essentially, there would have been more of these kind of battles happening. Like there probably would have been a bit of a, maybe even a society around, at least for the vampire people. Yeah. So. Because yeah. they already have kind of their own little cultural thing going on in their memories, and they know their histories. When the old guy died, and talking about all the shit he saw and did. Yeah. So. Yeah. I could see that the whole conflict between them being a lot more interesting and mm-hmm. maybe intense if we had any sort of backstory about them aside from just baseball kid. Like. Yeah. Like we know being about like, this is what we do because we like survived that horrid hotel with him but yeah everyone else was just kind of like all right well who cares like rose the hat like mm-hmm. not very intimidating just having a top hat on like <laughs> i would like to know more of their backstories too right. i got to see the one girl they recruited a bit but yes. i'm like rose where did you come from and when were you turned and all that kind of shit yeah what about these all these other people you travel with right you know and how did you meet up with like Grandpa, oh. Swedish guy, or whatever, who's your leader, who's <laughs> super ancient. Yeah. You know. Well, there you go. King of Verse, right? King of King Verse. Of this is all, it's all coming down the pipe. I'll have to watch more <laughs> Castle Rock. We only watched a few 20, episodes. Maybe 20, there's some 20, in there. 2021. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> they got their whole phase one layout. <laughs> right. Uh, like, out on the internet. I gotta have something to replace all my Marvel movies with. Yeah, so. Oh, Snakebite Andy is who I wanted to talk about. Because, like, in the movie, she was way more uh, interesting and useful. Mm-hmm. Like, they mm-hmm. had that exact same scene in the movie theater where she's, like, getting a creepy guy on Tinder to be like, 
hey, come come sleep with this 15-year-old. And then she's like, no, actually, fuck you. Like, yeah, I'm going to scar like you that. for life Yep. instead. But uh, Danielle and I both looked at each other in the, the theater when she's like, how old are you? Like, 15? Like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no way in hell you're 13 or 15. Like, you can cut get a pixie cut that doesn't make you not 25. So... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, in yep. the book, she just kind of is there. Like they, she's like the intro to the whole like vampire society thing, even mm-hmm. though they're not technically vampires. No, um, but they and, kind of are. And then she's just kind of there. And like, I feel like Stephen King got completely distracted, being like, "I'm going to come up with funny names for every one of these people." Yeah. <laughs> like every scene they're in, they're like, and then they talk to Barry the Chink and lefty mcgee and jim bob left nut or whatever like right <laughs> i completely lost track of their names immediately except for crow daddy and rose so mm-hmm. um if they also did way more of the sleeping together which i'm like it's an r-rated movie come on guys like give me something here but <laughs> they gave you murder travis i guess they gave me kid murder, murder. instead like, they can't give you sex that's too much that's just as good, I guess. Then it has to be NC-17. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so talking about the book, like, uh, it took me a little while to get into, and like I said before, even once I did get into it, it was kind of, it wasn't nearly as gripping as The Shining was, because they kept doing stuff to be like, well, it's going to be okay, like, don't worry. <laughs> it's going to be okay. And um, a, lot less, a lot less people died. Um, like basically nobody died except for the true not people in the book. Like, mm-hmm. um, most importantly, uh, Danny didn't die. Like he survived. That's good. Um, mm. his buddy didn't die, whose name I forget, but who in the movie he died right. at the ambush. Cliff Curtis. Yeah, he was uh ca- he was captured with Abra by Crow Daddy, and survived the uh the uh car crash and then took her back. So. Hmm. That guy got done dirty, but, um, and, uh, her, Abra's grandma, Mobo, Momo, Mm -hmm. she died in this too, but, like, she was actually in the book, so she, like, died twice in the movie, because, like, you didn't even see her. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Her, um, super Italian, like, poet grandma, who's, like, had a super rich backstory, and they're like, no, 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 no. That would have been cool to have learned about. (laughs) No, 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 no. She will die off screen, over the phone. Otherwise, you're like, Momo, she's dying. Is she going to make it? I don't know. And that's like it. Yeah. I don't know, Wink, if she's going to die. (laughs) (laughs) She's dead already. Um, Also, there's a lot more stuff with the hospice people. Mm -hmm. And more fleshed out, like why they called him Dr. Sleep. Like, you got got it that he was, like, helping them transition over. Right, yeah. helping them go to sleep, but yeah, easing uh, their fear of death by letting them know, hey, there's something. Right. Yeah, it's not, it's not the end. Don't worry about it. Something else. Although that particular scene, he's like, "Oh, you talk to me in my brain. I'm not scared anymore." Okay. Yeah. Time to die. <laughs> <laughs> you got the cat at your feet. Uh-huh. Doctor Sleep by your side. What more do you need? I guess. It's just transitions <laughs> peacefully. Don't worry about yeah. it. Go to sleep. Yeah. Um, go to sleep. Yeah, and we mentioned already, like, Book Abra was, like, super powerful. Like, she would literally puppeteer Dan when she was in his brain. Like, that's how they found mm. Baseball Kid. She's mm-hmm. like, let me just reach in your brain, walk this way and that way, and just kind of zombie-like. 
And it oh. seemed like for the movie, they kind of flipped the script where he was helping her more, mm-hmm. which is probably fine, but just kind of weird that they made that change. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, the whole third act I thought was maybe more satisfying for a movie audience in the movie. The book I thought was a little more interesting though, because it was like a real, I don't know, Metal Gear Solid type situation where it's like, there's three of us, we're going to do what we can do. And there's like hundreds of them, but Mm. they, uh, the way they got past all of the true not vampire guys, most of them Mm -hmm. was like, they went and visited Momo while she was dying of advanced cancer. And uh, then Danny somehow absorbed all her cancer and like kept it in like he would have done with the steam. And then gave Kinda everybody like can- coffee then. Yeah, gave everybody cancer. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, what? Everyone the John Coffee. <laughs> yeah. You just like you just do that? Apparently you can. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah cuz she didn't does have Does that mean skin. John Coffee has a shine? I think he probably does. He's got some sort okay. of gift. Right? I just figured he was basically Jesus version 2. <laughs> uh, yeah, cuz they talked about Momo having red steam, so she was suffering from a bad thing. Oh. He took that in on him and released it on them. And oh, the the biggest thing that took them down in the book was baseball kid never got vaccinated, so they Uh-oh. got measles from him. Oh, nice. And Serves that's what right. spurred them on to like, we have to get this other girl because she'll have had the vaccine. Oh man, <laughs> they haven't had measles. Like, how long have they been on Earth? They haven't gotten a measles kid. I mean, yet? Shouldn't snake bite? What's your face? At least be vaccinated. Well, who knows. There's <laughs> all that cease to work when you go through transformation. She's a ne'er do well. Like they didn't absorb her steam though. They gave her steam back so she wouldn't cycle out. So yeah, but shouldn't she? But I don't know. I'm, she should have been immune. She might have survived, but then she got killed by that ambush. Yeah, that's so. true. That was like a kind of funny and ironic thing that like that literally undid all the tension because like if we like we're just gonna die of measles. Like people started dying real quick. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I could see cutting that out of the movie like made a little sense, kind of raised the stakes a little bit, but um, right. So then, yeah, they still go back to where the outlook was in the third act to take on these guys. So it's been burned down, but there's like a campground there where they're hanging out. Um, so no one had to travel there in like they did in the movie. Mm-hmm. They're already established, and. Uh, there was an implication that the ground that it was built on would have sustained them anyway. So if they just had hung out, they could have lived off of the naturally occurring steam. Oh. Weird. Weird. Um, and uh, there was like a uh, field or forest rangers tower there now that they had their final uh, conflict on. And uh, Danny and Abra were both like fighting with just Rose the Hat left. And who should mm-hmm. show up? But Jack Torrance's ghost pushed her over the edge. He Whoa. was the deciding factor. He's like coming out of left field, like throwing Scar off See, the See, that would have <laughs> made sense, I think. Yeah. They did that more in the movie. Because yeah. they had him show up. Like, yeah. I figured he should have had a more important role other than just right. being the new Lloyd. Yeah, he didn't get a chance but to like, redeem sh- himself. Yeah, exactly. Like, even at the end, he didn't get to pop him and be like, I remember you now, son, or something like that. Right. And like, Dan, <laughs> so Danny could go off to death with his mom and his dad or something. Yeah. You know, at least something like that. <laughs> right. 
and uh, it was like his his way to forgive his dad too because they had like a moment where you know, like, said like waved to each other and blew kisses or whatever like when he was a kid <laughs> right and they kind of give him a minute to forgive him in the movie when he said AA but mm-hmm. yeah that was that was probably more cerebral way for that to happen so so yeah that was another situation where they laid a trap and then immediately unset it like mm-hmm <laughs> There was one of the true not that like, okay, this girl doesn't talk. Silent Sari or whatever. And she's going to hide because she can turn herself invisible. That's her skill. She's going to hide in this shed. And then when they're going to come get me, you go you get them. Like you're going to sneak up behind them and like get them. But then uh, one of the hotel ghosts comes back and gets her right away. So she never <laughs> makes an appearance. So she's <laughs> good. Like, uh, he could have at least waited for her to, like, start to attack somebody, but... <laughs> so... Uh, uh, yeah, so the book, I thought, had some good parallels between, like, the True Knot and the AA group. It's kind of like the virtuous and the uh, the the insidious cycle feedback loops where mm. you can build yourself up or you can, like, become unhuman and have to live off a of literal suffering. Mm-hmm. And then, Interesting. Uh basically just a comparison between like how Jack Torrance was like an alcoholic suffering on his own and how he could never quite get out of it and ended up cycling into madness versus his son, who's way more engaged in that kind of like emotional struggle, but has a support group and find his way to get out. So, Hmm. um, and then just the whole idea in the first book about steam building up until it explodes versus a little kid who's like bursting with steam anyway. Attracting people to go get at it, so hmm. interesting. But uh, overall, the book, I'm like, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have suspected they would make a movie out of it, but yeah, it was, it was fine. Yeah, okay, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just yeah, it was fine. I did, right. I did not Acceptable. like that Dan ended up dying and then with the hotel. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that either. But it was nice that he got out and wasn't trapped there like everyone else. But yeah, still, like he didn't die in the book, and like he was there to be like watching over her and still giving her advice and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he never really got. He got some redemption, but he didn't get a reward for all the shit he'd been through. Mm-hmm. Um, also, because um, Momo died and Dan died, they did never explore the Uncle Dan aspect of the book. Yeah. She, she called him that, and everyone's like, oh, mm-hmm. he's, she just says that because they're friendly. No, he's literally her uncle. Oh. What? Yeah, they find out that uh, her mom's mom, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, her mom's mom is his dad's daughter. Like, he had an affair with Momo. When he was drinking, while he was a college professor. I think that's right. I got confused because Momo's oh, her great grandmother. That would make sense. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's a connection they didn't need, but okay. Right, and... but <laughs> yeah. Like that no would explain why like she that. has a shine then. Yeah, but there was no connection like that between him and like Dick. Like they were just strangers, so yeah, they didn't need to be related. Um, right. Also, um, Abra's dad, like, he got 
murdered a lot in the movie and that didn't happen in the book either like Man. he was in on the plan and like helping them out but mm-hmm. i guess they like they'll just, they just wanted to kill everybody they want to deal with this like <laughs> <laughs> like nobody's coming you. back from this yeah. movie ever yeah if i'm except maybe abra in the future and that's fine we could just completely redo her yeah if i'm not mistaken it he was with them when they were ambushing them at the campground. And that's why Aubrey was able to get taken. Like he didn't need to get murdered. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> also, I feel like I have to mention that Aubrey had a kick ass house. Oh yeah. Yes. I was so impressed. Yeah. I don't know what that guy, I don't remember what that guy was writing about, but it must pay really well. Like history, mm-hmm. some sort of history thing. Like, must be like the Dan Brown of history books because <laughs> sweet house. <laughs> so yeah, uh, overall for me, it, again, it felt like I don't know if I needed this sequel, but I wasn't I wasn't upset about it. Right, mm-hmm. the movie was satisfying and entertaining, and yep. went someplace I didn't expect it to. Mm-hmm. The book was not nearly as egregious of dragging on as like it but not nearly as focused as the shining so i mean fair enough like there was an mm-hmm. afterward that stephen king wrote where he's like i was really hesitant cuz like everyone tells me that the shining was like the scariest book they ever read and you're never going to live up to that so but here mm-hmm. it is anyway i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to try anyway yeah so um Anyway, so final th- thoughts? I think you summed it up pretty well. Yeah. I feel like I droned on and on about... I wrote like four pages of notes about this during the chess tournament today while I was waiting for my kids to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I could go on more, but I won't. <laughs> uh, I was, again, like surprised how empty the theater was when we were there, like... But I yeah. feel like it's going to rally. I think, I think word of mouth is going to get around. Yeah, I think it'll do okay, honestly. And I think it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the the theater was probably about half full when yeah. I went. So. And it's yeah. an it's an entertaining movie. It's not a bad movie or anything. Yeah. You know, I think people can see. A lot of people can see it. Have a perfectly good time, and hopefully they've seen. Hopefully they like Stephen King. I don't know why they would be there otherwise, but you never know. Mm-hmm. They're just there for that Ewan McGregor. Yeah, I mean, I'll go see so. basically anything he's in. <laughs> it's usually not a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, they're saying that as of this weekend, it's grossed about mm-hmm. $43 million worldwide, so that's not horrible. What was its budget, though? Way, probably way more than that. That's what that's what will determine if it's successful or not. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. You know, I have a feeling too. It might end up doing better on the rental circuit if it doesn't do well. Yeah. Just because so many people aren't really. There's a lot of movies coming out right now, and mm-hmm. people kind of, especially with holidays, are kind of limited in their time and what they can choose to see. So they might not choose to see this right. in the theater, but it might do great on rental and yeah. buying and all that kind of stuff. So. Like. It's another movie where the timing felt weird. Like, this should have been mm-hmm. a Halloween movie. I would agree. Because they would have gotten more people like, well, what's the scary movie? I don't know what this is, but I'll go see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, 
Definitely. I think I'm judging just by the amount of ads I've seen for it, where they're like, hey, remember The Shining? Like, this is after The Shining. I feel like they were afraid people wouldn't understand what it was supposed to be. So mm-hmm. I, that's why I could see word of mouth bumping up its numbers and have it stick around for a while. Right. Come see all your old friends from The Shining, plus new ones. <laughs> all your favorite ghosts will be there. <laughs> and they are literally going to like walk right past them. Like, Yep. Remember the twins? There they are. Yep, they don't matter. <laughs> but they're right there. There's her dad and everybody's huh? favorite bathtub ghost. You get to see her a few times. <laughs> bathtub lady. Don't yep. forget her. <laughs> the most and, important uh, one, apparently. But there wasn't any furry blowjob people, like... Oh yeah, I forgot about them. People? I wanted them well, to be dead center. I mean, they were kind of barely there to begin with. So. <laughs> they they just stayed in the box. <laughs> like they're just he kept them in the box. No, they just like, stayed the base with it. Everyone went after him. <laughs> so they're like, we're busy. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're not hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like the two ghosts that got stuck there that didn't need to be there. <laughs> <laughs> like we avoid these assholes, we just fuck at the corner all the time. <laughs> the other ghosts are like the other ghosts are like, yeah, those guys, they're so weird. It was just an unfortunate event. Like they happened to die because of a gas leak that day. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Something like> that. <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> now once a day for eternity. Yep. Oh. Yep. The one guy's like, I'm so glad I chose to receive. <laughs> way better <laughs> yep. Forever. there's a note here on the wikipedia about possible sequel oh, it yeah? said prior to the film's release warner brothers had enough confidence in the film that they hired flanagan to write a sequel script with the working title of halloran focusing on the character of dick halloran Mm. That could be interesting. Following the disappointing box office performance of Doctor Sleep, the future of the project is unclear. (laughs) After a week, (laughs) oh no, it's a statement. It's unclear. No more Halloran movie. Like how do that one will do better? What would what would it be about? See what Variety says. I don't know. Because they could do like his shit, like grown up. Like let's see scary ghosts from like the twenties. Yeah. So you know. Another thing that they glossed over in the movie that they talked about in the book, and it was probably a good choice to not include, uh, he did talk about how his dad or grandpa was like really abusive. Didn't really go into like how abusive he was, like all the um, the touching uh, mm-hmm. and stuff, and like the parents refusing to hear him when he's like, uh, "Bad shit is happening." Yeah, oh. I'm like that's okay. I'm depressed enough. Like. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't need to hear that too. It's fine. So. You left that out. So if the sequel comes, just get ready for that. So. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm yeah. prepared. <laughs> but I don't know what the climax would be. Like, is it just meeting him? Like, meeting meeting Danny? Like, no, they'll create a whole thing that he went through, like probably in his twenties t- or thirties, and he like defeated some ghost or some other people, and oh. that. After that, he got to have a normal life of being a chef and went to the hotel. Yeah. And then it'll end with him meeting Danny being like, oh, great, I know how to do all this shit now. It's my turn to teach. (laughs) Probably be him and his grandma or whatever. Yeah. Having an adventure. Could be. (laughs) Yep. Find ghosts and shit. They've already got it mapped out for him. They just need to film it now. Maybe the sequel will be like he meets the true knot back in the day. Mm Mm-hmm. And like... 
he's too old, but his little friend is not, and then he can't save him. Yeah, it's like, it's like next oh, time. Shit. Next time will be different. <laughs> I'll already be long dead, so I won't care. <laughs> next I'll have time. ghost powers then. <laughs> I'll just kind of show up every once in a while when I feel like it. Yep. Yep. Hey, it gets harder, like he alluded to. Yeah. It gets harder and harder to come back because it yeah. just seems more and more like a dream. Yeah. And especially when he's projecting himself through someone's dying, like, vocal cords, so. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Anyway. 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 The cat mm-hmm. was really cool. Yep. Yeah. Good old Azzy. Yep. Skimming my notes for any final thoughts. I think I covered basically everything. Uh, I had a parallel to Goku having to win the fights, but we'll skip over that. <laughs> we'll just skip that. All right, gents. Well, thanks for watching this super scary movie. Oh man! Oh yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> and enduring. It's a great lady. way to spend two hours. Oh god! <laughs> tub lady, way less scary than Tub Girl. Yeah. yeah, I'm fine Oof. if I never see Tub Lady again. I've seen her in two Shining movies and Ready Player One now. Uh huh. So I want her to pick enough. up the axe and attack them like in Ready Player One. But <laughs> do you guys have uh, anything else that's good? Thinking. I started. I started playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. Oh. Is so that... you can walk about. Yeah pretty bad at remembering to do it but <laughs> i did confirm that my my synagogue down here is a pokestop nice. so that's fun very nice mm-hmm. yep yep uh i tried playing it from my living room no poke stops there oh man no you have to use incense <laughs> and you get like five pokemon in like half an hour yeah so yeah i uh my Levi played that for a while, but he's like, I never go anywhere with a phone, so I can't really do this, so you have to do it for me. So, Smart. there were yeah. Poke stops near my office, so I'd go on lunch mm-hmm. break. I'm like, guess what? Nice. You caught Nurse Ring today. He's like, I did? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, I did. You sure did. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> yep, good job, kid. Yeah. <laughs> yep, but there's not any close to us unless I want to walk like two miles, and so... Boo. Uh, when I went to New Orleans, though, it was like every 10 feet. Like, mm-hmm. I filled up my item bag, so. Go to important historical places and. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's parts of Winston here that are a lot more yeah. stops and gyms and crap. Just never where I'm at when I'm thinking about it. <laughs> so. Yeah. We saw some people still playing it in Seattle. We did. Yeah. We were at the 7 Eleven. Weird. Yeah. Like, There's still a good community of it. I guess. Everyone in my, well, Matt and his girlfriend and our other roommate, they're really into it. So I've gone with them a couple weekends over to Greensboro. There's a Arboretum there, and it's where they have the community events when they have them. So there's people there every weekend, though, like mm-hmm. doing gym stuff and getting getting Pokestop things. So mm-hmm. just got to gotta find them. So yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I got a new phone, so I was like, I promised if I got a new phone and I didn't have the uh, connection issues anymore, I would try Pokemon <laughs> Go. So, there we go. And it's okay, it's fine. Yeah. You can um, also, if you do walk around with it to hatch your eggs, you can download something called Charity Miles. 
It's oh, like okay. a pedometer app that you can have in the background that uh, oh. you walk a certain amount of miles and they donate like a dime or something to a charity of your choice. Oh, that's cool. I might have to mm. do that. So you feel like you're being more productive that way. Right. At least I did, <laughs> so. Be nice get, getting double things out of it, hatching an egg and help doing good. <laughs> so, you know. Right. Helping your gym team and helping charity. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, plus it's probably better than Sword and Shield. Like, the internet is really pissed off about Sword and Shield, so. Are they? Oh, are they? Yeah. I haven't heard we anything have about it. them yet. I was watching them play it, but it looked like standard Pokemon to me, so. Well, because they cut cut Pokemons out of the Pokedex. And they're like, oh, oh. there's too many polygons for us to import for the Switch. Know. And then they did a comparison with a data mining. It's like, it's the same polygon count, guys. Like, you just imported them from your last one. We are not fooled. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, other Chris? Uh, I saw Jojo Rabbit. Oh, oh how was that? I want to see uh, it. It's, it's excellent. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, it's it's very funny, and it's also like, uh, like, you know, tragic and heartbreaking and all of those kinds of things, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's 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 interesting and uh it was I think able to walk the line of like being funny and being sad uh-huh. mm-hmm. and like getting both of those things right. Hmm. Okay. So it doesn't it doesn't feel like incongruous, it doesn't feel like weird mismatched or anything like it's uh and it's and it's a very unique movie. Yeah. Cool. So it's on my list. Mm-hmm. Highly recommended. Awesome. Maybe I'll try to see that this week then. How's the uh was name Taika? Taika Waititi. Mr. Watiti. Yeah. How was he? He's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, he, he was he was great as uh as Hitler yeah. in the movie. <laughs> as imaginary friend Hitler. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh when I heard about this movie I just pictured Korg as Hitler. <laughs> Even better. Hey, man. You want to kill all the Jews? <laughs> I got these guest chambers. <laughs> but I assume it's a little, a uh, little less silly than that. Maybe not much, I mean, but a little. It's still pretty silly. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, but, I don't, I don't uh, mind some of that stuff being silly. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have the levity. It's great. <laughs> Just like, uh, there's actually a good one I saw years ago. It was a German movie. It was Look Who's Back. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah Hitler just appears out of nowhere and, like, becomes popular and runs for government again. But <laughs> that also was kind of, you know, brought levity to Adolf Hitler. Mm-hmm. And also was something like, hey, look, don't underestimate him. He did the same shit again, uh-huh. but using modern tools. Oh, so, like Cambridge wah, Analytica? Wah. Yep. <laughs> Got to be careful with that Hitler guy. And Reddit. Eh, only parts of Reddit. The parts of Reddit I'm on don't have Hitler. <laughs> They're fairly Hitler-free and/or rip into people who like Hitler. Well, so good. Use that unsubscribe button whenever you need to. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. I'm putting that on the list. Mm-hmm. I don't know when I'll have time to go to the movie theater again, but someday, man. So for me, like uh, the Disney Plus came out. Oh so yeah, I got that. that. Uh, mm-hmm. 
mostly for the uh, the Mickey shorts, the new Mickey short cartoons. These are the ones mm-hmm. that I was playing mm-hmm. for you guys when we were in Seattle. Yeah, and yeah. They have all five seasons of them, and they're awesome. Oh, sweet! Like I love them. I'll have to watch a lot. that. So I heard the new Ducktales was pretty good. It was okay too. New Ducktales is pretty solid. Um, the first handful. I've only watched are the really Mandalorian. They have uh, mm-hmm. the David Tennant and oh, the Kate Micucci and uh-huh. uh, Danny Pudi and that one guy from Saturday Night Live who I forget who he is. Sure, that's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, Probably most of them right now. And Paget Brewster, but. Ooh, Paget Brewster. The first handful were really funny, and then a couple of them I didn't really get, and then my kids lost interest. So now I get to go mm-hmm. back and actually watch them, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Mickey cartoons I really like just because of the way they're animated. They're very short. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I like the ones the most where he goes to foreign countries and speaks in foreign languages, even though it's still Chris yes. Diamopoulos or whatever that guy's name is. Right. I liked those two yeah. ones we watched. So I'm catching up on some that I missed because we stopped watching them mm-hmm. on the, the Disney Channel. So my mm. kid is really pleased because he can watch uh, Good Luck Charlie and Stuck in the Middle and. Uh, huh? That's so Raven and Raven's House and all this other yeah. like, Disney Channel stuff. I'm like, you're watching the wrong crap, kid. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> he needs to watch Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> I watched that show. Yeah, like back in 2000. <laughs> when you talk, I like was this. way too old. I was way too old for it still, but I like that. <laughs> what else did I put on my list? A whole bunch of like Disney Channel crap I watched. Like he should at least I go back and watch Boy like... Meets World. Like, come on. Oh, that's on my list. Yeah, Mr. Feeney's put that in, in there. Fuck yeah, Feeney. <laughs> beep, 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 John Feeney. Adams. Yep. <laughs> I put the Girl Meets World on my list too. I didn't really uh-huh. get to watch much of that when it was airing. I, but now I can. I only watched a little of that and I wasn't impressed. But hey, and guess what? They have all those movies. The one movie that I never saw that I was wanted to, The Black Cauldron. Oh, is that my on list there? now? Oh, oh yeah, that's oh, you've on never there. seen it. No, I've never seen it either. Oh. It seemed boring. The only thing I had of it was uh, it was not available as much when all I had was videos. And uh, but my kindergarten had a book of it, that's why I kind of knew about it. Hmm. And I watched a documentary on it like a few months ago about how it basically practically broke Disney. Oh yeah, and they yeah. fucked, and then Disney fucked it up. Yeah. Like when Michael Eisner came in and fucked up all the shit they'd done on it, they basically re-storyboarded it, recut it, and worked it. So supposedly not that great of a movie, but it was supposed to be a lot better than it ended up being. And you can just blame fucktards who don't know shit about movies for that. Apparently, <laughs> was what I got from that from that documentary, wow. <laughs> <laughs> which could be completely wrong. So I've never seen it, but now I can watch it. Yeah, yeah. Good, but I did have it. to look. They don't have that Song of the South movie on there. No, they will never yeah. have Song of the South on there. <laughs> they should. We need to see why. Um... I mean. I know when I was a kid, there was some uh, Disney sing-along tape that used to pop in at my kindergarten after school was over, for those of us had to stay longer. Uh-huh. It had fucking Zippity-Doo-Dah in it. I yeah. knew that song. And you noticed that they I cut saw right it from to then. it. Like, <laughs> yeah, but no like, messing around. We, just like, we need it. to understand this. We need to understand why it's so bad, and we need to see it. Uh, that I want to see this movie. so weird to me. Like, I've never seen the actual movie, but just the idea of it, they're like, we will never republish this, but here's a whole ride about it. Splash Mountain. <laughs> Show us the damn movie. As <laughs> close as you can get to watching Songs of the South is like going on Splash Mountain. I'm like, Mountain. we already know it's racist, so just let us see it. <laughs> we 
hate it's you like for a lot of different the... reasons now. Like, it's like cats out of the bag, Disney. Just get over it. We'll be fine. <laughs> Will we rated... though? Make it rated R. I don't know. Will we though? They tried yes. to be like because because I bet I bet if they re-released it, like most people would watch it and be like, I don't see what the big deal is. <laughs> And like that's kind of probably why they don't want to. <laughs> that's the really yeah, probably. Yeah. Look, look, we got this guy singing a funky song, zippity doo dah, <laughs> and just some like my rare rabbit. Oh, my. oh well, <laughs> my oh my, what a wonderful thing. <laughs> yep. Plenty of sunshine. All, all right, something. okay. <laughs> zippity doo dah, zippity day. <laughs> anyway, oh. the other thing they've got on there is all the Simpsons. Which yeah, I already kind of done the uh, the the rewatch of some of that when they had it on FFX FXX mm-hmm. whatever Fox thing Simpsons World right but I still that weirded me out because I forget that they own all that yeah, now yeah yeah and I'm like what the fuck why are the Simpsons oh yeah yeah and then I swear I was looking through some shit and I'm like I even texted Matt I'm like was this movie always labeled a Disney movie because I don't think it used to be Mm-mm. like a few of them and I'm like I think they're just doing it because they own it now yeah I'm like when is it wasn't going to become Disney's The Simpsons <laughs> so <laughs> yeah just makes everything down in Orlando more confusing because like they have the Marvel yeah. theme park in Universal Studios and Simpsons for Wars. now yep it's very confusing <laughs> So my favorite thing about watching old Simpsons episodes is like the cameos then and the way they have to mm-hmm. like, hey, it's this boxing guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you should know he's a boxing guy and that's why it's funny. He's the bouncer and gets knocked what? out. No. Like, <laughs> no, I don't remember. Uh, Look, it's Linda Ronstadt. Like, <laughs> like, <who? laughs> like even at the time, I, they felt like they needed to announce that. So now it's like, oh, yeah, I remember her. Mm hmm. Yep. <laughs> so that's fun. Okay, that was our session for today. One quick on second thought to cover. I owe an apology to the lady who played Snakebite Andy, Emily Allen Lind. As far as I can confirm on the internet, she's now either 17 or 18, so it's completely reasonable that she would have played a 15-year-old soon-to-be vampire. I stand corrected and ashamed for rushing to judgment. As I mentioned on a prior episode, we are planning for a couple more of these one-shot episodes while we plan, read, and record for Season 3. So if you have a book or a movie in mind that you'd like to see us cover, leave us a comment on our Facebook page, or send an email to contact at rtfbpod.com and let us know. Today's episode was lured into a hedge maze by Chris Chris Ham. Chris, other Chris Jacobson, was edited by me, Travis Rowan, was sponsored by no one in particular. Until next time, keep fucking reading. Dude, didn't you get the memo? Like, Christmas comes in November now. The one station has already switched uh, over to 24-hour Christmas music. Dude.
There's someone on my street who already put their fucking lights up. <laughs> we had yeah. people before Halloween. I know. Walmart was putting out their Christmas crap for how like the week before Halloween. Isn't that right? Man, we we still have decorative gourds on the table. <laughs> yeah, decorative I still have gourds. Three viable. <laughs> I still have three semi-viable solid pumpkins on my front lawn. <laughs> That'll make it till Thanksgiving, and all these people are like, "It's hey, Christmas. Let's spend money. Let's buy shit." <laughs> Thanksgiving, you only gorge yourself. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Christmas presents, consumerism. I'm like, no thanks. A month is enough. All right, but now it's two. Nailed it down, Charlie Brown Christmas special. There we go. That's what Christmas is all about, Chris and other Chris. Mm-hmm. I'll have to find some Hanukkah thing, but Hanukkah is really not that big of a holiday. So. How dare you, sir? It's not. It's a minor <laughs> holiday. Eight crazy nights. We'll watch eight uh, crazy nights. That's like the only good Hanukkah movie. 